It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot! You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Scores! 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 Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, here's your host, yeah, Tim Ramey. At that point in time, I thought that, uh, you know, he was sort of the reflection of the, the rest of our team early in the game. We just, uh, we weren't on it. We didn't have our best. And uh, um, um, it took us too long to get going. That's really the same thing with Hilly. I think that uh, you know, Rhymes came in and gave us great goaltending. So, yeah, one of those nights. And, uh, you know, we battled back and almost got ourselves a, a point out of this. Um, but um, on the big picture, it's our fifth game in eight nights. I think you can tell a little bit out there. Looking forward to trying to get to Nashville and, and you know, and, and trying to end the road trip off. It'd be a really good road trip uh, uh, with a solid effort in Nashville. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tide here on the Sharks Audio Network. How about the fighting San Jose Sharks? And it is a weird place to be when you feel good walking away from a loss. And I know that that doesn't immediately make you feel good, where you think, well, it's your first loss of the year, and, you know, you finally saw some fatigue, and you finally saw the team have a couple of breakdowns. And listen, I am fine with all of that because now we get to start learning more about the San Jose Sharks. Is this team going to allow one loss to snowball into something bad, or are they immediately going to come back with a good performance against Nashville on Tuesday? And I'm already encouraged because the Sharks really put forth a good performance in that game after falling behind 3-1 and being down 4-1, or excuse me, 3-0 and being down 4-1. They fought back to make it a game and that would not have happened last year. And I know that you might be tired of the comparisons to a year ago, but we have to continue making them because that was the last large sample that we saw from the Sharks. And in games like that, we would see them collapse. We would see them not fight back. We'd see them get blown out. And, you know, more accurately is that if Jones or Dubnik was having a bad day or Kojanosh, if they got pulled it was not immediately going to be followed by a shutdown performance that was going to allow the guys to stay in it. You might see a couple more added on. It was a very, very tough year. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. Last year was tough. The guys were wearing it. They were playing a lot of uphill hockey, and it didn't turn into much positivity at all. And, you know, when the game started yesterday, I mean, it looked like the Bruins were running at about two times the speed the Sharks were. And I'll be honest, this was a game I did not feel good about going into because... Well, many factors. Six game and eight nights, A. B, you had a team in Boston that is very good and very fast and was going to be at home. C, you had Boston at home at a 1 o'clock start, which is 10 o'clock for the Sharks' bodies, even though they hadn't been on out on the road previously. I just I didn't feel good about it. I said this game is set up for the Sharks to get blasted. And when you're down 3 nothing, guess what? You're getting blasted, especially that early in the game. But credit to the Sharks. They fought their way back into this game, and they did not give up. Even when they were down 4-1 after getting within two, they kept on pushing and fighting and trying to get themselves an opportunity. And this was a real 
lacking aspect last year is that you would see the lack of fight and pushback against adversity. It was something Bob Bugner talked about early on, and then he kind of shied away from it because I think he knew that his team was a little bit mentally down and didn't have a lot of pushback and didn't have a lot of fight. But, you know, I just, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing game in and game out. And for the Sharks to kind of have a little bit more of this red-ass mentality, I think it's going to pay off as they get deeper and deeper into the year because even if they didn't come back in this specific game, they still showed that playing hard and staying committed to their game plan does have a positive outcome. And even if you lost the game, listen, moral victories suck. I I don't like it when the Sharks don't win. I'm not trying to play this up as some incredible performance for the Sharks where, oh, look, Look at how plucky those Sharks are. No, it sucked they lost. They weren't engaged mentally early on. They looked flat. They looked slow. And Boston looked like they got shot out of a cannon. And tic-tac-toe first goal was like, holy Lord. Could barely keep up with those guys on the ice. And it was evident from the minute the puck dropped. It was, whoa, Boston's flying. We're going to, oh, yeah, there it is. It's 30 seconds into the game. We're down by a goal. Not encouraging. But they stuck to their game. And they slowly got themselves back into it. And they proved that when one guy is not having a great day as Hill was not, and there's there's a couple of factors why Hill didn't have a great game. There were some good goals and some that he may have stopped when he had a better day, but Reimer came in and was able to pick him up. It was like, hey, you're not having your best day. I'm going to come in and have a shutdown day. And he was perfect when he got in there. And it's exactly what you wanted to see happen because, again, it can't just be the same guys over and over and over. If you talk about quality teams and you can talk about any sport in the North American sports world or globally, I, I would imagine, even though I don't know you know, much about rugby, but depth is always a factor of positivity. Depth is going to allow you to stay in games, to win games, to come from behind, because if one player doesn't have it on that day, then somebody else might, and somebody else might be looking for that opportunity to come into a game and prove themselves and show that they have the fight, and show that they have the ability to just go out there and have success where a teammate did not. And I think that in terms of experience and making the Sharks battle-tested, this is another one of those games that they're going to be able to look back on as we get deeper and deeper into the year to show themselves that they are able to mount a comeback, that if they stick to their guns, if they do what they are asked to do, that their formula has a net positive outcome. But again, I don't want anyone to think that I'm happy with the loss because I'm not happy with the loss. That sucked. I I always want the Sharks to win. But again, we knew this team wasn't going to go 82-0. At least I did. You may have had your different thoughts. But I knew they were going to go 82-0. And I also now want to see how they respond. And I think that was something Bob Bugner talked about was the ability to see how this team can roll it over from the end of this game where they started having positivity and seeing if they can take that into Nashville and have a little bit more of a, a hot start, come out the gates a little bit more fresh, a little bit more fast, a little bit more mentally engaged. Early morning games when you're on the East Coast or early day games when you're on the East Coast that feel like the morning for the guys from the West Coast, that's a tough task. And I think that that's why I'm also partially encouraged that the Sharks were able to battle and get themselves back into this game. It was not a game that I think we're really going to remember as we get later in the year. If we're, I mean, listen, if positivity come February is, hey, do you, do you remember when the Sharks had that nice comeback and they got themselves back into the game and, and then they lost? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be a negative season. That's not something I want to look back on and say, 
Eesh, that was positive because if we are, things have taken a very, very negative turn. But we look at who is able to come through with points for the Sharks in this game. Brent Burns, you need points from him, game in, game out. Cogliano, he's got the veteran guile and is helping reestablish the culture the Sharks have been trying to get. Vlasic, you need him to be his best version. Logan Couture, he's the captain. You want him racking up points. Tomas Hurdle scoring goals. Timo Meyer scoring goals. Gadjevich getting a point in his first appearance of the year. Weatherby getting a goal. Barabanov getting a point. These were all things that you wanted and needed to see from the Sharks in a game that you would normally chalk up to a win. That it occurred in a loss is somewhat discouraging, but I do think that it overall is indicative of what this team is capable of if they play their style of game, if they play their style of hockey, if they stick to their guns. I think they're going to find themselves in a lot of close games. And I think Boston is a team that has the potential to uh, jump everyone and throw out a blitz like that. And the Sharks did really, really well to fight their way back into it. That is, again, it's not like there's no such thing as a good loss, but I don't walk away from that discouraged and wanting to scream into the void like I did after a lot of games last year. You know, last year, the Sharks proved themselves to be very similar to the Sharks of the year before where they were good enough to lose. And I know that's a strange expression, but the older I get, the more I come to understand it. It's that a team, they'll be competitive until they're tested and they will always fail in the big moments. In this game, the Sharks actually came through in some big moments and fought their way back into a game. So again, the relative encouragement is something that I am not going to ignore going into this game against Nashville on Tuesday night. The Sharks proved that they have the ability to get back into the game, that they have the ability to to overall fight back in any given situation, at least at this point of the season. Obviously, we've got to see a lot more hockey from this team, but at this point, things are definitely trending in the right direction. That's another thing I'm looking at, is that you just can't ignore what you're seeing. You can't just look at this and say, okay, this is a small sample size. You, You see that this team is changing that it's growing, that it's learning, that as I've said before, it's establishing this base level of play of what they all expect from each other. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in the first four games or the first five games of the year. It takes time. But again, the overall growth that we've seen up to this point, I keep on having a night and day reaction or seeing something akin to a paradigm shift versus what we saw a year ago. Yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, battling back at the end was important. We talked about that in between the second and third is is trying to have a um, get back to um, a little bit of our identity um, so we can at least take that into the Nashville game and see what happens in this game. And we talked about that. If we get the we get the second goal, we can make it a game. I think we just got it too late in the period. Um, you know, so I thought the guys battled hard. They stuck up for each other in battles. We were physical. Um, it was just tough to get down three nothing against this team and, and battle back. And, uh, um, you know, you wish you had five more minutes on the clock. I mean, I love a lot of what Bugner is saying there about carrying the momentum into Nashville, but I think the most impressive thing of what I heard from there is that you wish you had five more minutes on the clock because last year, you every time you lost a game, it was like, thank God that's over with. I don't want to watch that for a second more. I wanted to watch the Sharks have more of a chance to get themselves back into the game, and I loved the fury and the fire they were playing with late in that game. They were not giving up. They were trying to get themselves back into that. They were trying to win that game. It was not over in their minds. A year ago, that game would have been over when they were down 2 nothing. It would have been a blowout when they were down 3 nothing. It would have turned into something far worse. Not so, at least in the early goings of this year. Let's get Nick Benino's reaction to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we'd like real victories over moral ones, but I think uh, the fight we've shown, you know, in the first game coming back from 2 nothing, and tonight shows that we're never out of a game. You know, we, we didn't really do great for Hillsy early. Rhymes comes in, shuts the door for us, gives us a chance, and uh, yeah, some nice goals there and a couple chances at the end almost tied up. And again, it's the reference point of saying the fight that they had shown heading into that situation, coming back against Winnipeg in particular, down 2 nothing. Coming back against the Senators, they are now making this part of their DNA. And this is something that I will point to time and time again this year is the team building a mentality and putting down these foundational pieces of knowing where they have been and how that can lead them to getting to where they want to go. Tomas Hurdle. I, I I think so. You know, last year kind of when it was a game like that, kind of everybody goes separate way, you know, and just like, Okay, now I make try and make it play myself and, and we'll see what happens and we actually give up the more. But this year, you know, we just stick together and, f- and fight for it, you know, everybody. And that's why, uh, you know, we almost tied the game. So so I'm still very proud of our team. But, you know, it's, it, you know, we, we, it's first loss of the year. But, you know, we, we can't just like now expect, expect that we will right back. We have to be ready in a tough game in Nashville and play again our game. Because when we stick with our game, we can play any, any, anybody. But if we, everybody start doing like, some skill stuff and just don't play right away. You know, that's what happened like the first two periods for us. And I like that he makes the comparison to last year with every man for himself, as opposed to the team mentality, which I think is very much being evidenced by what we're seeing right now from San Jose. It's not every man for himself. It's an emphasis on cohesion. It's an emphasis to them all being locked in on the same ideology and the same just idea of what they want to do. This to me Again, it's encouraging. It's not like they've they've arrived. There's a long way to go. But I think that for the Sharks to take the next step, they have to recognize and be aware of the way everything went bad last year. And I think that to an extent, they are aware of how things went wrong last year and the different problems that they incurred because they have to be. They have to recognize what went wrong and how they can make it a better situation this year. That's how you establish growth. You recognize what you were doing wrong and you take steps to rectify it. I'm sure Bob Bugner has taken steps. I'm sure Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Eric Carlson. I mean, this is everything that you want to see. And I think that the fact that it took the Sharks so late in the last year to stand up for one another, it's happening early and often in this one. I love that Middleton was ready to throw down and stand up for his guys. Not only does that tell your players and your, your teammates that you have their back, it also just gives you some blood it gives you a little bit of an injection there and guys get fired up because listen, that's, that's what fights do. It's in a way of sending an emotional message to your team. It's very visceral. And if you're down, you can have a reaction to it. And sometimes you need a little bit of a wake up call. You need to get the blood moving and the sharks needed a wake up call. And they got that to an extent in the form of that fight with Middleton or going down three, nothing or whatever it was. Sometimes it takes all those things to get you going If you're a team that can get going last year, the Sharks were not a team that could get going this year. They are. And again, that's indicative of change. Yeah. I I thought we just looked. Yeah. I I didn't think we looked mentally, uh, uh, mentally fresh. And uh, you know, it's a little bit of a change up, obviously a one o'clock game. And, and uh, you you know, we had a day of rest yesterday, but it was, uh, you know, it it just didn't seem to matter. I I think we uh, are, are, um, played a lot of hockey. And like I said, five and eight and, uh, um, but we showed battle, we stuck together and, and we just, uh, we came off of our game plan early after we was chasing. And when you chase in this league, it's, it's tough to, uh, you know, to keep your structure. 
But the thing that gets me is they were able to recapture their structure. They were able to get a little bit fresher as the game went on. They were able to get a little bit more in sync with each other. They were able to connect passes. They were able to get a little bit better in all aspects of the game. And that happened by way of a team effort. Just as the team efforts early on in the game kept them from being in a quality position, down 3-0 early, the team effort allowed them to get back into it. The team effort allowed them to have a chance to tie it late. Yes, going for a tie late in the game is not an ideal situation to be in, but it's better than not having that chance in the slightest. All right, we're going to take a break on the other side. We're going to continue reacting to this game. We're going to take a look ahead at Nashville, the upcoming shark schedule as they come home. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. draw they get in there Novak fights to get that puck and Cousins slides one over to Tomasino and he just pulls it in and he leaves it that is Philip Tomasino with his goal in what would be a 6-4 loss to the Jets on Saturday night not a great start to the season at the time of this recording the the Preds are one and four on the year through their first five games although they are playing on Sunday night they will be taking on the Wild, who are off to a nice 4-0 start. But if I'm the San Jose Sharks, I'm looking at three of four so far in this road trip. You have one more game in Nashville where a team that has not had a great start to the season, you've got to be thinking win, and you've got to be thinking you're coming home with a 4-1 road trip and a 5-1 record to start the year before the San Jose Sharks get started on a nice little bit of a homestand where they're hosting Montreal on Thursday night, who if I'm the Sharks, I'm thinking win against that team again, even though Montreal is going to be out for revenge. And then on Saturday night, they see the Jets again. Then on Tuesday, the 2nd of November, Buffalo is in town, and Buffalo is off to a start that I think has surprised most teams. 3-1 and one through Sunday afternoon, the time of this recording. Then Thursday the 4th, it's going to be the Blues. Again, the Blues, they're off to a nice start. The 6th, they host the Devils. The 6th, they host the Devils, who are 3-1 and one up to this point. And then they're back out on the road against Calgary on the 9th of November. And I in no way want to get out in front of myself, but if I'm the Sharks right now and I want to build upon the positive momentum that I've started at the beginning of this year, I have to be looking at that game versus Nashville, again, as a game that you get a win. Because then you're in a position to come home and you've got some tough opposition, but... You're supposed to win at home. The Sharks, by going out on the road and potentially going on a 4-1 and and or 3-2 and road trip, that gives them a huge advantage, especially at the start of the season where you didn't really know what you were getting into. It also sets a standard, and I don't expect them to go 4-1 and on every road trip, and I believe they have three five-game road trips this year off the top of my head, but 
there has to be a level of expectation. There has to be a level of what you want to be in terms of what you expect to do at home versus knowing that you feel you can play near 500 and or better when you're on the road. But the Sharks, again, they've put themselves in a good position by racking up three wins up to this point on this road trip. If they can get a fourth, God, the momentum and the snowball effect that could have for the remainder of the year, especially when we compare it to what's happened with the Sharks at the starts of the last two years. And I believe the first three two-game series last year, I want to say they went three and three, but they were overtime or shootout victories. And then you go back to the year before, I believe they lost their first three games of the year before they signed Patrick Marlowe and had the win uh, in Chicago against the Blackhawks. It took them a while to get rolling. When it takes you a while to get rolling, especially in a league as tough as the NHL, you might not be able to recover. And I don't think the Sharks want to put themselves in that position. I think they want to get out and have this positive start. And I know that it's going to take, you know, until we get 20-ish games into the year for us to consider it the non-start of the season, but you're either winning or you're losing. And I know you can get points in an overtime loss, but you want to rack up these wins. And especially right now, what the Sharks have been able to do on the road is just going to give them that much more to play with. It's going to allow them to play free and loose because too many times over the past two years, it always felt like the Sharks were playing at a point of desperation, like they had to do anything to keep their season alive or they had to do something to keep themselves alive in a game. They weren't playing with a lot of confidence. They weren't playing with much consistency. It was a lot of panic, which can often evolve out of that need to try and get a win. I mean, that's, I understand there's going to be moments where you're going to be playing with a a hyper level of, of play to try and get yourself into the game. Like the way the Sharks played at the end of the game last or yesterday afternoon, it was just get pucks to the net. You know, you weren't, as the game got later on and they got to got it to a 4-3 game and they only had a few minutes left, it was a little bit more pandemonium. It was a little bit more chaotic, which is good. You want to use chaos to your advantage, but at the same time, you don't want to be in that position. You want to be able to have a blueprint of how you can score, of how you can defend, of how you can use the power play to your advantage. And yesterday was another example of the San Jose Sharks not having success on the power play. That's two straight games. They've not been able to score a goal on the power play. At this point, I'm thinking, okay, that's a little bit of a correction of what we've seen over the first couple of games where the Sharks were lights out on the power play. Now, however, is it going to become a trend? Because the Sharks' power play looked decent at the start of last year as well. Now you have to start asking yourself, is this going to be problematic for the Sharks? Is this something that's going to define them as they go forward? Are they going to be a team that does not have a consistent power play? The best power play percentage last year was Edmonton, and they were scoring on the power play 27.6% of the time, or about a quarter of the time. They were good for a power play goal. Last year, the Sharks were 14.1% on the power play. Uh, in other words, they were not good. But if we compare the early standings of what we're seeing this year, the Sharks at this point are 29.4%, so they're still ahead of where the best team was last year, but obviously it's early. We have to look for trends, and that's why I'm saying, is this going to be a trend that we see from the Sharks going forward? Are they going to be a hit-or-miss power play? Are they going to be consistent? Are they going to be just simply lacking? And this is why you get so lost in these arguments at this point of the season of trying to see what the team will become because the Sharks right now, even though they've gone two games without a power play, their percentage overall is still better than what we saw from the best team last year. So, you know, it's you can only derive so much meaning right now. And uh, in case you were paying attention, Vegas right now, uh, their power play troubles are continuing. They have yet to register a power play goal this year. 
So that's rough. But again, I don't expect that to define Vegas's power play all year long. But what I do expect if the Sharks have success this year on the power play or if Vegas does not have success on the power play this year is we will be able to look back with an educated gaze and say, yes, we saw signs of this early on. We saw the Sharks having success early on. We saw Vegas not having success early on. Or we saw Colorado not having success early on. And we saw Edmonton once again looking like they were one of the best power plays in the league. These are all the things we're trying to find out right now because you try to look at what is real and what isn't. And we'll be checking in at game number 10. We'll be checking in at game number 20, number 30. What we can get as a body of evidence statistically versus what we can get from the eye test. Right now, the eye test is telling me that the San Jose Sharks power play has potential. And the stats show that they're decent right now. You know, you're 29%, like I said. That's not bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just a remarkably small sample size. Now, the other one to pay attention to for the San Jose Sharks is the penalty kill. Right now, they have a 92.3% kill rate. They let their first one in against Boston. And just like the first loss was going to happen, the first power play goal they allowed was going to happen. They weren't going to be perfect on the penalty kill all year long. That's just, that's not realistic. Obviously, I don't think I'm breaking any news to you, but... If they are still very good on the penalty kill in 20 games, we might be more inclined to believe it is for real because it would have been it would have been good since the start of the season. Just like we can say that, you know, Eric Carlson looks better because he's been good since the start of the season. But the other thing you have to point out with all of this is that it isn't how you start. It's how you finish. That's why we have to be not necessarily skeptical of everything that we're seeing from the Sharks right now, but you just have to look at it through the lens of we haven't seen very much, which is why I point to this game in Nashville as being relatively important because if the Sharks have that type of mentality going into this game where they can be a, we win this because we expect to win this type team, that bodes exceptionally well for what happens when they come home for these next few games and have teams that they think they can beat at home. You know, is it a fluke that you were able to come from behind against Winnipeg or can you do it again? Is it a fluke that you hammered Montreal or can you do it again? I think we all want to know whether or not the Sharks can do it again and whether the success they've had is something that they can replicate, is something that they can lean on, is something that we can expect to be a relative consistent factor from the team. It's not that you always have to be red hot. It has to be that over any 10 games, do you expect to win six? Or do you expect to win, you know, however many it's going to be? I I don't know. I mean, that's what you'll find out. Last year, the team hovered near 400 before they fell off a cliff. This year, they're off to a significantly better start. And it feels like this is a new identity for a new Sharks team that has a little bit more of that red-ass mentality where they're not going to take any crap for other teams. They're going to be more willing to be physically engaged. And I don't just mean by taking hits. I mean, they're going to go and get in guys' faces. And I think that overall mentality of not taking any crap from anyone is going to go a long way for just the overall morale of the team because it's clearly in need of building it back. And again, I don't know how bad the dressing room was previously. And I always saw a team that at least on the ice put forth a united front, but at the same time, it is very, very telling to watch this team this year. We go back to game number one. They get the win against Winnipeg, and every come everybody comes out and swarms Hill. How cool of a moment was that? They didn't go and find the game-winning goal score. They didn't go to the captain. They went to the goalie. 
And every day this year that they've had a win, they've talked about how, well, Hill was great for us, but so was Reimer the other day, or that Reimer was great for us, but so was Hill in the last game. And they're talking about the team effort, and they're not trying to do every man for himself like you heard Tomas Hurdle allude to earlier. It's a team that has the expectation that they're all going to fight for each other, and if that holds, which success will allow it to be easier to do so, then that's going to give you more of a fighting chance as you get deeper and deeper into the year. If your plan for what you do on the power play isn't working, you're not going to have faith in that plan. If your plan for the penalty kill isn't working, you're going to have less faith in that plan. If your plan on how to get guys to fight for each other and build back that Sharks culture or just build up a new culture isn't working, you're not going to have the faith in it. If you build it and you have success, it's going to bring other guys into it and allow them to be part of the success of the team. That's why I like that we see Jonathan Dolan having early success. Same thing with William Eklund. Same thing with Jasper Weatherby. Same thing with Aiden Hill or James Reimer, all these guys who are new to the team. Because simultaneously, you've watched Burns come through. You've watched Couture come through. Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, whoever it's going to be, you're watching team-wide success, which takes me back to my initial point earlier of when Hill is having a bad day, Reimer's able to come in and pick him up. That is a hallmark of a successful team. It's not just depth. It's the emotional implication there as well. It's your teammates telling you that they have your back. And when Tomas Hurdle alludes to an every man for himself mentality when referencing last year, it doesn't feel like that was there, right? Or else it doesn't make you feel like it was there because that seems to be what Tomas Hurdle is implying in not so many words. But I can definitely say that the start of this year is much, much more fun than the start of the past two years. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I'll be back with you Wednesday morning as we look back at the Sharks' final game on this five-game road trip against Nashville and look ahead to Montreal. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.